The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome to the Hoop Ball Toronto Raptors podcast. I am here as always with Kieran Smythe. What's going on? And Ben Harrison. Happy Friday, ladies and gents. And if you're following us here, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Hoop Ball Raptors. That's at Hoop Ball Raptors for Twitter and Instagram. Kieran, do you want to tell the fine folks how they can find you online? On Instagram, I'm at kdilla underscore sorry at kdilla1981, and Twitter it's k underscore dilla. That's it. Alrighty, Ben. Same question. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's the same thing on both, and that's at Benny and the Raps. And if you get the chance out there, you can also follow me just on Twitter, though, and that is at Brendan Hodgins. And then also, please head on over to our mothership at hoop-ball.com. That's hoop-ball.com for all your basketball needs. Uh, If you're looking to do some wagering or uh, DFS or you're still doing that fantasy thing, like, you know, you're in your championship game, this is the time to go over there. Please head on over to hoop-ball.com. All right, guys, in the immortal words of one Vincent Carter, it's over. Sure is. It's over. Uh, the Raptors lose uh, one exciting game here, 131 to 129 to Washington, and then Indiana won, and then Chicago also won. So I think technically they're still mathematically in it, but that's uh, not 1.1%. Win out, and everybody else would have to lose out. It'd be, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's uh, not, not going to happen here. But, uh, you know, they put up one hell of a fight. The only thing is you could tell they kind of tipped their hand early that they didn't want to win this game when they sat Lowry. So. Yeah. What are you going to do there, um, Kieran? Yeah, I think I said it the other day. Like, we'd find out before the game if they were, yeah. you know, serious about making the playoffs or not. And sure enough, you know, no Kyle Lowry, no Ananobi, and they put Stanley Johnson in the starting lineup, so you can't yeah. uh, mail it in much more than that, right? I, I think Ananobi was actually hurt, but it might have been one of those ones where if they needed him to play, you would have played kind of thing. Yeah, if this was a different season, I'm sure like he was still a calf or something, I believe. Yeah, it's so, just because he had hurt it earlier in the year, so yeah. they didn't want to, yeah. No, it definitely makes sense right now. Um, but yeah, like you said, in, if we were playoff contention, maybe uh, he plays a bit more. But uh, yeah, just not yeah, needed right now. We were right like now. the seventh seed, and we're trying to get out of the play-in sort yeah. of thing. But, At yeah, one point in this that. game, I saw Van Vliet go down, and I started getting concerned. because Yeah, on that screen, that was rough. That's what we were saying. Yeah, it's, that you know, non-call, that was amazing. 44 and a half minutes of gameplay, you know, it's... Uh, it's a lot. But, Beal yeah, definitely gets pretty, those uh, kind of calls. Yeah, yeah. That's true. But, yeah, he looked pretty shaken up. I was kind of surprised they didn't pull him. But, mm-hmm. uh, but well, of course, then he comes tried. back and hits the big three to tie it. So, <laughs> tough guy, I guess. He tried getting up and then got and then sat back down. You're like, oh, God, that's never a good sign when someone gets hit in the head. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I first saw him looking around. It was like concussion for sure But because uh, he got hammered. But. Yeah. But uh, anyways, just glad to see that he is okay. Um, 
this is one of those games where it's more about just seeing what you know happened on the court than the results like like after we kind of determined when Lowry wasn't playing that they weren't taking it uh as the end of the season being something that's going to last longer than it actually the end of the season sort of thing mm-hmm. um but they played hard you have to admit like those guys they're they're not trying to tank the players so yeah well and Trent came back strong uh, yeah, had, had a, another very uh, Norm Powell like game and Harry Trent like game, obviously, <laughs> but still continuing the same trend. Low assists. Starting Trent. Yeah, yeah, exactly right in the starting. That was the one disappointing thing with Lowry being sat. Is well, he still might have started, I suppose, instead of Stanley Johnson, maybe. But um, I still want to see him prove himself coming off the bench in case you know we need him in that role in the future. But uh, yeah, can't argue with his numbers. He had a great game. Um, the the big guys again showing they can get those offensive rebounds. Yeah, and Gillespie had more offensive rebounds than defensive, and Birch almost went fifty fifty. So uh, they're still these guys hustle, man. It's great to see. Well, it was that one sequence there in overtime where they had four oh, offensive rebounds on the same and play, just bricked four threes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was such a frustrating game. Another one. Another one. It seems to be that we have these games where we're in control most of the game. And then we blow it late. Like, you know, that's what happened with uh, the Clippers the other day. We just, we looked good all game. But just when it came down to it, a few costly turnovers, a few bad shots, and uh, just just no clutch, no clutch in this game. From either team, really, it was ugly down the line. We were missing free throws, you know, offensive fouls. Um, So that was uh, a little frustrating. They were, what, two for nine or something in the fourth for three throws? Or they were two for seven at one point. Yeah, I think maybe three for eight, if I'm not mistaken. Something along those lines, though. It was not not good. You hit one more of those, the game's over, you win. More than enough to win the game and just couldn't make it happen. But what are you going to do? That's kind of the for the last month they've been rough on the free throws, but I kind of have a bit of a theory. It's the same. It applies to the three-pointers as well. When you have guys that are in and out and they're starting sometimes, not starting all the times, you're not in a rhythm, right? And yeah. If you're not actively taking free throws all the time, that was like I remember last uh, season with the bubble, no one could hit a free throw in the bubble because no one had been practicing them, right? That's right. At the start of the That's season, true. especially, I remember that every every team just yeah. all across the board was down. So you know, yeah, that could definitely factor into it. But. Uh, yeah, it, late in this game there, there's just so many chances for the Raptors to take this game. And, yeah. uh, you know, another offensive foul by Siakam. Yeah, another crucial yeah. moment. Yeah. So, he, yeah, yeah. see, like it's a, there's this quote, um, or uh, Josh Lewenberg tweeted today, Pascal Siakam has a career-high 44 points with 11 rebounds and 7 assists, and I'd still advise him not to check his mentions I saw, tonight. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. and that's... It's kind of like what I how I feel about the game. It's like, man, it's a great game and all, but you're making these crucial, crucial errors and, you know, missing some big, big shots and big free throws and things like that. So, but it, I go ahead. Yeah. Well, just as much as you know, you can't rest it all on his shoulders if you're gonna try to be that guy. Um, you know, you've you you're blowing it basically. It didn't help that he missed the last shot in the first, second, and overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And, like, I was kind of surprised that that was the play Nick Nurse drew up. Like, we had, what, three, I don't know, three and a half, four seconds um, on that last possession in overtime. And, uh, oh, was the it? two-pointer, yeah. 
Yeah, well, no, Pascal took a three-pointer to try and... Uh, I don't know if it was to tie or win it, but... Uh, oh, I thought you like meant at the missed. end of regulation. It would have been a win it. It would have been a win it. No, yeah, yeah right at the end of overtime, yeah, he had yeah, to win yeah, it. But it was like he missed by about six miles. Like, it was, uh, wasn't even close. Could have been one and of those things right where, like, go out there and hit it. Mm-hmm. It was also yeah, questionable like, at the end of regulation to go for the two-pointer with three and a half seconds left. Now, obviously, we know it worked, but yeah, that was, uh, it was a very risky play and... Well, not the quick score and the advisable. foul. Like I, I understand where they're going there. It's like if if they leave you open, just take it. Yeah. Because you know we'll, we'll try this all again. Because I think they still have a timeout at that point. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Because so, we fouled the them and then play. we brought it right up. We yeah, didn't. Okay. We didn't advance the ball. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just. I don't know. Again, it worked out, but it was just much riskier than at least trying to get a decent three point. But yeah, if they're going to give that to you, give it to you. But it also leaves you with you know three and a half seconds to stop the clock, get the ball up, and get a shot off, and hope that it's a better shot than the one you would have just got. Um, and so you know, but it worked out, made for Their a great ending. Percentage has been pretty rough over the last little while, though, so maybe that was part of it too. Yeah, but in the end, it came down to the three pointer, anyways. Yeah, but you're hoping they're going to miss their foul shots. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's one of those. Yeah, yeah. They went for two when they needed three. They went for three when they needed two. It was kind of strange, but uh, but yeah, you well, had to I feel think bad. Well, you just ran out Pascal. of time. You just had to take the shot. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, but uh, yeah, you had to feel bad for Pascal though. Have a huge game like that, and all anyone's talking about is you know the missed foul shots at the mm-hmm. end of the game. But but he is uh, he's miscast as a closer. Like that's not his game. He's just not a clutch guy. Like for know, sure. Someone so else, someone else needs to be taking those shots. Yeah, that's why it makes it so frustrating. I've been this year. Like their their record in clutch games is brutal. It's yeah. like eleven and twenty seven or something ridiculous. Like well, that. Trent put these guys down last time, didn't he? Wasn't it? Yep. Was it Washington? That was oh, that's right. That was the game. Yeah, that was Neto's flop. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw yeah. Neto continued the trend of like guys coming yeah, out of Randos. nowhere to have a career night against the Raptors. Him that and was Robin his Lopez. best night of his life. Yeah, yeah. yeah always some random. Well, it's because they, they focus on the big guys, right? And they're like, okay, we'll leave you open for threes or whatever. And then uh, and then Robin Lopez just down low, just kept getting – he had like 15 foul shots or something like that. We did do a great job of uh, – well, until kind of the end, shutting down um, or at least you know, limiting Beal and Westbrook. Westbrook specifically, but he got you know 17 assists and 17 rebounds, which is ridiculous. But uh, I saw at one point in the fourth quarter, he only had nine points and I think 13 and 13. And I was yeah. hoping we could get him to not get a double, a triple double on and, and have it be on points of all things. But no such luck. But he's, yeah, he's he had a for the record shooting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to, yeah, what 26% it says. So yeah, yeah he was doing field. his best to, to give us this game. Like, yeah, same thing last game. Especially in too. the fourth quarter. Last game, he did the exact same thing. Just these weird pop-up shots for no reason. And we took advantage last time, almost did this time. Yeah, I know. Like, I'd, I'd love to give the defense credit for shutting down Westbrook, but I, I feel like the defense doesn't matter much when it comes to that guy. Like, <laughs> it's just whether or not he's, like, what he feels like doing and if that three ball's falling. Mm-hmm. There was a great quote by Bradley Beal about the Toronto defense, too. He just said, as soon as I came out of the locker room, they had a guy on me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we ran good. boxing one for a bit. We tried everything. And that's uh, without your best defender, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I saw he had 28, but that's actually below his average, right? So. Yeah, <laughs> that's and that's so. including overtime. And, like, he, he started coming oh, that's late. True. Like, yeah. he was below 20, I think, before, like, in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, he went off at the end of the game. Yeah, and that's just because, like, the – 
the Raptors are going to get tired too, right? So I know they're on the back to on a back to back, but they're they've been on one of those tears where they're trying to win. They want to get in this play in. Yeah, where the Raptors yeah. eh, haven't really seen that way, right? So yeah, yeah. there's definitely a level of the Raptors that don't. Obviously, the players are all doing their yeah, best to know. get those wins but there's you know without saying it and being too obvious it's quite clear you know they've always had someone benched there have been some injuries yes but there's also been a lot of rest days or just you know a vague description of a injury for somebody so you yeah. know it's been pretty clear that nurse and the players have been playing with one hand tied behind their back for yeah. a month now so yeah but uh kieran i think we're finally safely where you want us to be. Uh, as well, yeah, out of one of the, the <laughs> out places, of out of the, yeah. the play-in, yes. Yeah, and I think we're going to get seventh. It look because the Kangs are Kangsing, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're they're going to make their big push to not quite make the playoffs. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, Chicago just won, so it looks on this side like they're and they're uh, I think they're winning right now, so. You know they're they're making their push. Indiana and Washington are going for it, so I think we'll finish uh, seventh in the lottery. Right. And then, so I think I saw that was like something like seven and a half percent. Yeah, chance. it's not it's not massive, but if you even get into the top four with it, right? But yeah. if you think the, f- the team who finishes dead last only has like a fourteen percent chance, I think so. It's not that yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one has incredible odds. They have twice as good a chance as us, but that means nothing. So. Yeah, and like Ben's, Ben's been saying, right? The Zion, Zion went yeah. to the Demon 8. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get that frozen envelope. But I don't think Toronto's ever going to get that. It's the wrong Toronto, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I did see. I got, It'll be the first time they finished under 500 um, since 2013. So that's first nothing to sneeze at. Playoffs. Yeah. yeah, like that's a, that's a pretty good run for any team. And... Uh, so that's not bad. They did, um, Vegas had them at an expected win total this year, 42. I don't know what we're going to end up with, but significantly below that, that's for sure. Yeah, but that's one of those things, right? Like the the COVID middle of the season really nailed that one shot for them. Yeah. And the, the Aaron's, Aaron Baines portion of the season. So most of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the entire time leading up to the COVID and then, you know, maybe a short time after that. Yeah. But, well, you can yeah. see how much the guys love playing now that they have, like, actual big men out there who don't mind being a little physical. Like, um, Oh, it's so I don't much know. I saw a bunch. Yeah, like, I saw a bunch of plays last night. Like, Pascal got a few, like, free buckets because uh, Freddie came up to the top of the perimeter, set a big screen for him. And, uh, well, Freddie derailed you know, somebody. Yeah, and then uh, Pascal just gets a free line to the rim, you know, and uh, yeah, so they're definitely having a better time without uh, our friend Mr. Baines. Yeah, Freddie didn't do have much of a Gillespie that is of an offensive night, but uh, that plays like that, you know, he makes his presence known. All the offensive rebounds, he's just uh, yeah, he's a presence. Him and Birch, both of them, they we have big men that you actually have to give a bit of respect to now, and uh, that makes a huge difference. Whereas before, you could let Aaron Baines do basically anything he wanted. If he wants to take a shot, sure, he'll go have a three, you know. <laughs> Birch, one for two. Like, Birch probably has a, I'm going to have to check this out, he probably has a decent yeah, his ratio uh, is pretty decent. percent with us. Yeah, it's usually one for two or zero, oh, and one. So he's got to be, you know, in the 40 range or, you know, high 30s, I'd guess. But we'll find that yeah. out. Yeah, I would say he's probably taken less than 20. 
Mm-hmm. And he's made yeah, at least eight. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's 40 right there. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll see. But uh, I'll, I'll look that up and we'll get those numbers. But I think he's, you know, doing great. And I, I love it that it's at a low volume. You know, he just doesn't think, oh, I'm shooting 40%. Let's start increasing the numbers. No, 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 just take the smart ones. And, uh, yeah, I like what he's doing. So keep that up. Yeah, and we'll take that all day. Um, now we're going to get into a bit of the, the business aspect here of uh, you know the rest of the season as things kind of take a different bit of a turn here. It now becomes what's going to happen next season and in the off season, as opposed to what's going to happen for the rest of the season. Uh, so with this start, Gary Trent uh, had his qualifying offer uh, doubled. Now... A lot of talk has kind of got into this because it's just basically it was something that happened. So people are you know making mention of it. It doesn't necessarily mean all that much because he's going to get an extension from the Raptors if they do sign him for more than that, anyways. Okay. So what do you? So you mentioned that like what does that mean? Like so if he doesn't play a certain amount of games, the qualifying offer is only, only so much yeah, money. Exactly. Here, okay. so I can uh, give you a bit better of a breakdown. Um, one second. Yeah. So he's considered a starter because he started half the games he started x amount of games with the um what's it called with the portland blazers and then he started enough with the raptors to make it uh that he started at least half of the games of the season okay so they probably have to qualify him at current salary plus 20 percent or whatever it is so yeah his qualifying offer was 2.1 million or would 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 have been and now it's 4.7 the cap hit also doubles with it or cap hold, I should say. Uh, the only thing is, is that he's going to sign for more than that, anyways. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. No doubt. No. So that's well, that's why it doesn't matter. It's just one of those things where, like, it's been everybody was talking about it beforehand, and it was kind of nice for the like this would have this was the first game that it was going to be an issue for it, and with X amount of games left, it was nice the rap nice of the Raptors just to get it out of the way and be like, yeah, just start it. What do you think he gets over or under twelve million? I can see a little over that. Per? and Well, it depends on how many seasons. Yeah, that's true. Well, we just brought OG back at 17, I think. So. Yeah, I think OG does a little bit more than he does. So I would, sure you does. know, I'd say like 12 and a half. Yeah, but I also think that when we got OG, you know, he wasn't it doing was what he's doing now. Season. Like OG that's is, right. has earned no, more than he's getting. No, that's fair, but OG's defense was worth X amount of money anyways. Yeah. Yeah, but he's really like, yeah, put... Put, uh, he's gonna get. Oh, yeah, now, if you were to try to sign the contract that OG got after this season, yeah, no way. Yeah, not happening. We, but no, I think I think we're in the sure. same boat with Trent, where we'll get a good a good discount on him for what yeah. he potentially will be in a couple of years and what we can hopefully mold him into. What's um, the norm discount, right? Like if you think mm-hmm. you can get him with the norm made Unless, previously. Of course, there's always you have those like uh, wild card GMs that might throw a. Uh, crazy offer at him and then well, we have then to match or see not you later yeah yeah there's only so much we're willing to do and i don't think that he's done enough that anyone out there is going to make that much of a you know a shocking offer that we couldn't match or wouldn't want to but yeah the knicks have proper leadership now so they're out of that but yeah but yeah you know you're right you never guards. know but like they have alfred payton they have quickly and derrick rose like mm-hmm. why why go get another like derrick rose light I'm trying to make fun of the Knicks here. Come on. <laughs> no, you just gave them a compliment. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but so yeah. I think I'd say I'd say over on that, but not a whole lot. You know, yeah. um, 
I'd say like two, said, three years, 12.5 per yeah. ish. Yeah. I don't think we go much further than, I don't think we go further than three and yeah, two, maybe two would be good for him. Cause you know, if you can renegotiate after two years of being really good oh, versus three, where we can maybe lock you in, but like two with a player option or something like that. Yeah. You know, the, the yeah. variables. There's so much also that's missing here, right? Like when you start to get into the off seasons, like what happens with Lowry? Yeah. Yeah. That's obviously that's a, a big huge one. That's one. Thir- yeah, thirty-five million in cap space or whatever mm-hmm. tied up there. So yeah. yeah, and it's whether whether the signs and stays, sign and trade, or you know whatever happens there. Uh, do they make a, a run at Beal? Oh, I mean, if we can make something happen there, I think that would be fantastic. Get replaced. Yeah, like twenty-nine teams are going to take a run at Beal yeah. if you know. But yeah, but I think but we could be an, an attractive destination for Beal. You know, like. Especially if Lowry gets us out of the picture, we could give him a good amount of money. Plus, uh, you know, he's got a great supporting cast. If we can get another point guard who's a, you know, pure scorer like that. Oof. Yeah, Freddie takes over that kind of passing role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just basically gets all the assists, getting scoring from him, Siakam, uh, you know, Boucher. Like, we'd have a great lineup. He would be playing with a guy that might actually pass to him? Yeah, exactly right. No Westbrook, but I don't know how keen he is yeah. on getting out of there or anything like that. But well, he keeps saying like he said he's been explicit. Right, right. No, yeah. so there's. But that. I mean, let's say if they do their all scratch into this playing tournament in tenth and then get spanked, like he might have to start taking a look at things, right? You never know. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's you say that now, but you know how you feel next year, and you know. Yeah. If we can put together a good package or some other team, you know, could put together a good package to be a contender and have you kind of at the helm, then uh, I think the Raptors are honestly in a really good spot for that. If if, if the free agency pool is a little different anyways, um, we're not too far away from being a contender, you know, like a Kawhi Leonard sort of thing, which is obviously a huge, huge yeah. player. But it's one guy. Mm-hmm. One, one yeah. piece away. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that elite of a player, but... Uh, we have a solid crew, and as we've seen in the last you know few weeks, with all the ups and downs and everything and changing lineups, we we got the pieces there. It's just we can never have them all at the same time. So, yeah, you have to think with OG Lowry and uh, Boucher back in, this game might have turned out a little differently. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, while we're talking, the funny thing is, is like as we're talking about. Uh, Washington, you know, with Beal, um, as when it comes down to like Masai Ujiri, they're the big name linked to trying to make a move for him for the off season. Yeah, uh, Washington bringing him in as GM. You mean? Yeah. Well, president GM. I'm not sure exactly what uh, position that he'd be taking over there, but there was like even talks of him getting a piece of ownership. Oh. But so there's a lot like the Masai rumor mill. Obviously, is huge based on the fact that he hasn't signed his extension yet yeah. right yeah yeah but uh part of that goes with he, he has said all the right things on that too he's like you know after the season that's when we'll get into something along those lines yeah fair enough it's not the time right now right especially if he is leaving you know that's not a it's not what people need the team doesn't need to be worrying about that or thinking about that or anything so yeah. no but it, i think we'll get an answer probably within the first week of the off season or something because He's yeah. not the kind of guy that'll leave us hanging and quit, you know, no. two days before the draft or whatever. But there's um, some interesting, uh, interesting stuff about this. Jerry Ben, I'll let you finish your thought there. Oh no, I was just gonna say. I mean, Masai's kind of a unique, uh, just a unique character because he's not um, like I heard this discussion the other day, and 
on uh, on NBA radio, and they were talking about how like he's not his next job might not be in basketball. You know, he's got all yeah. kinds of things he could do, right? Like he's got political. I don't know, ideas, I guess, for the future. You know, the guy golfs with Barack that, yeah. Obama, right? You know, so, um, yeah, it might not just be basketball that he's looking at, so. Well, part of that has to do with, like, he has already two large things that he does outside of the NBA. Uh, I think he has the Giants of Africa, and then yeah. he has um, uh, Basketball Without Borders, which also takes place in uh, Africa. Um the other thing is, is like they were talking about, yeah, it might maybe not outside of sports, but outside of basketball, um, whether that be FIBA, the Olympics, uh, yeah. or if, like some sort of role with the UN doing something along those lines. But he's definitely one of those guys where like you can tell by just looking at his eyes, he's serious pretty much all the time. Like he's go go go, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like he came that, to Toronto because he wanted to build something from the ground up, and you know he's done that. So I wouldn't be totally surprised to see him kind of move on to another challenge in his life. You know. But. Well, the interesting thing to see, to see is uh, is he interested in Silver's job? Oh, gee, I don't think he's gone anywhere. He just got here a couple of years ago. Well, no, fair enough. But is that basically where you think that Masai wants to end up? Right? Because it'd be a great opportunity. He's big Oof. about getting Africa involved in the NBA. Yeah, I hear it's going to start paying dividends, too, in these next few drafts. Sounds like there's a lot of guys going to be coming over from there. And they truly are giants of Africa. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But, like, uh, you think that'd be one of those things where if he gets uh, into one of those jobs with the NBA as opposed to just with an NBA team, he'd be able oh, to facilitate, sure. you know, a little bit more action from that aspect. The NBA has only recently started to expand its horizons past the North America, right? So. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, you know, of course, we're such, you know, Maasai, whatever, fanatics in Toronto and Canada that we probably think he could be the Pope or whatever if he wanted. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I know, like, we've heard it for years, almost since the first day he got here. Um, all these other teams, like New York, throwing money at him. And We've heard these ownership things before. I find it hard to believe anyone's ever going to give up an ownership stake just because of what these franchises are valued at now. Like, even the Wizards are, like, over $2 billion, right? So, but we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, this, obviously, I put in the notes the Messiah rumor mill for a reason, right? Like, this is all rumor and hearsay, nothing... Yeah, yeah, speculation, but and pretty it's much like the Beal single... of executives, right? Every team wants <laughs> yeah. him. <but> like, <laughs> Every... He's never like. There's no indication, you know. But Every article I read uh, about Masai, like going through like all the different stuff that he said, all said reports from Woj. So it's like it's all from Twitter. Mm. That's all anybody has. Anything like it's like there's no yeah. no good information on what his plans are because he hasn't told anybody. Yeah, like unless you're talking to his wife or whatever, then you don't have a and source. And even then, he probably is hiding it from her. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's one of those things. We'll see what happens. Like, you are correct, Ben. If he is leaving, we'll know pretty quickly. I think uh, so. I hope so. Yeah, it, Bobby it Webster's like, no uh, Bobby exactly. Webster's no spring chicken either, though. He's been there, you know. Like, if there's anyone you would want to take over, it's him, and he's already got his extension. He's been learning under Masai for I don't know five plus years now. So, so we wouldn't be left, you know, out in the cold. Exactly, and that's what that's all I've heard as well. Is that like, hey, even if Masai does leave, Bobby Webster is the the exact right guy you want to be taking over. Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah, well, and then they can give me the assistant job, right? Yeah, exactly. You've been you know pining for it all season here. <laughs> but uh, that leads us on to our kind of next subject here. It's like what we should be looking forward to going uh, for the rest of this little season here. Kieran, is there anything that you think people should be watching for in the last kind of like six games here? Um, well, same thing. Uh, same thing we've been looking you know, for the past little while, it's just the, the new guys, really. And, like, who... Because now's the time to sort of, you know, finalize our decisions. This, this is kind of the last chance anyone gets to show us if they should be here or not next year and what they're worth, kind of. Um, just because of how many people we have not officially, you know, signed already. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, with, with Siakam, with... Well, not Lowry so much, but Van Vliet, Ananobi, even Boucher, you know, we know... You know, I generally think those guys are all going to be coming back. Um, but these new guys, the big guys, that's probably the most exciting thing for me because I really like these guys. They're None of them are they're not, they're not superstars or anything, not all-stars, but they're hard workers. And uh, it's just, yeah, something we've been missing since uh, Ibaka and uh, Gasol left. And, uh, yeah, these guys attack even better than those guys. They attack the offensive glass, so that's pretty uh, pretty exciting and when Boucher's in the mix, you know, getting double-digit rebounds like he has been the last few games playing with these guys, that'll be a, a big swing for us. So um, that's the biggest thing for me. And then I guess the point guard scenario, we had uh, this last game wasn't great for Flynn again. Uh, didn't take any threes, two for seven um, offensively. So uh, he's still sort of up and down and not really sure moving forward. But um, yeah. And Harris kind of took a backseat again as well. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but that's fine. I, th- I hope, you know, hopefully with the last few games, especially we sit Van Vliet and or Lowry any more times, um, hopefully we do get to see a little bit of a run for for Harris because, like, again, it's the last chance and these games are right off anyways. So might as well have a bit of fun with it and uh, play around with the lineups a bit. Yeah, and the same thing with Flynn, right? Like, we want to see how he fits in when like most of his better play was when it was just like he was the lead point guard right mm-hmm. yeah so it's, it, it'll be interesting to see how he can connect yeah. especially with fan fleet uh because going in even if this isn't kyle lowry's last year right now it's next year or the year after that are definitely yeah. his last year right so, for sure yeah yeah well i was uh... future yeah, I was hoping for a little more of Malachi uh, last night because we did get a look at what next year could look like if Lowry leaves, right? Freddie started, but he started with, you know, an actual wing, uh, Gary Trent, and Malachi got to run the point on the second unit. Which That's is, not fair. Stanley Johnson was in the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. Although he's not helping anyone rack up assists. but Yeah. Um, but... Um, but yeah, he just didn't look very good all night. You know, he's still like, there's definitely a ton of good things that he's been doing, but he's still like too focused on probing and hunting. And mm-hmm. basically, he looks like, yeah, rookie year Fred Van Fleet. So I guess that's not too, too bad. But he did have some nice comments um, after he won uh, Rookie of the Month last uh, for April. Mm-hmm. I guess he's a pretty humble guy. He was saying it was like really great to get the award, but personally, he thought he played like crap in April and that he could do a lot better. So well, and I did th- like to hear that. You know, he's a hungry guy. He's young. I feel like he kind of had to say that because I'm pretty sure he start he was he had started out the the month great, and by the end of it, he had that stretch yeah. where he was just you know hitting up bricks. So it's tough, you know, yeah. especially when you you're going in and you know you've had your past three games were terrible, but you had a good month still. 
um, it's tough to really be too, yeah, yeah, I'm the best. And then, you know, again, if he had said, you know, oh, I'm so great and then this game <laughs> yeah. did this, you know, it's not a good look. So I think you had to go okay. that route. I'm not saying he's not humble and didn't play it well. Uh, I'm sure he is. But I think those games humbled him a little bit. You know, if, if he had kept his streak going, he might have been a little more uh, sure of himself. So, Yeah, a little more neutral comments as opposed to, you know, maybe I don't deserve this or whatever right. exactly he said there. Yeah. yeah. But, that you know, good for him though, to... If he, gave the, uh, if he gave the Westbrook interview, you know, I'm the, I'm the best there ever was, I'm the best there ever is. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, the guy that used to play for, uh, was it Oakland or Seattle, the... Uh, in baseball. Baseball. Yeah, he used to steal all the bags, and he always talked about himself in the third person. Oh, Reggie Jackson? Yeah, Reggie Jackson. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Reggie, when he's yeah. out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to have one. Everybody has to have at least one of those interviews in their career. It's like the, uh, do you remember the interviews? Uh, sorry, got a little off topic here as well, but uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he dressed up with the... Uh, all the gold chains and stuff like that when they went three and zero to start the year in Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's fun. magic. I don't remember. You, you think at least once in your career, it must be great to do one of those interviews where you just talk yourself up. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially, I mean, if you're in a position to do it, you know, those those are the type of people often that will do that anyways because they've been doing it. So uh, yeah, it's fun some guys to, take it a little further and get chosen one tattooed on their back, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so, uh, well, we're moving gonna, on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Back back to the uh, the topic at hand here. Uh, is there anything for this offseason coming forward that's, like, on your wish list? What's the number one thing that you think the Raptors should do going into the offseason here? I'll start with you here, Karen. Um, well, same thing for looking forward to the end of the season. I think we got to uh, re-sign these big guys because that's – like I said, if the, the season, I think, would have looked so different if we had started the season with these guys. So I'd like to start the season with those guys. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily, like, completely. Like, Ken Burch, I think, is fitting in perfectly. Gillespie's fitting in really well. Um, if we had to make a move to get somebody who's a little more established or something, I could see that. But, you know, I'm sure Gillespie could still be, uh, you know, either coming off the bench as, like, a, a third or string but uh, I think, yeah, those those are the two biggest things. Because, I mean, you know, again, some of the stuff I'm assuming is going to happen. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's keeping those two guys around. And, uh, yeah, the rest of our core is looking good. And hopefully with the addition of a good uh, good draft pick, maybe we have some uh, exciting, more exciting season next year. All right, excellent. Uh, ben, uh, same question here. Is there something on your wish list that you want to see happen, uh, like the number one thing here? Um, yeah, I think it'd be great. Yeah, for sure. Like we should definitely resign Chris or Ken Birch. I don't think his, uh, his price tag is going to be too outrageous. Um, especially now that we've seen, he can kind of, uh, move the ball around the court and he's a pretty complete player. Like you don't need, like what more do you need than that out of a, a center in the modern NBA? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, once you have that center role locked up, then I think you got to start thinking big. Um, you know, if Kyle Lowry's not going to resign here, which I've said it before, I don't think he is. I'd like to see him go home to Philly. I think that'd be a fun story, and they definitely have a shot to win an, a championship. So, you know, we'd always be rooting for Kyle as long as it's not against us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, once he moves on, we actually open up a tremendous amount of cap space, and you can start doing, 
doing a lot of things. So, yeah, I hope we go big game hunting. You know, Beal would be somebody great. Um, we'll see who else comes available. There's always guys who become dissatisfied as soon as the offseason starts. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to have a lot of trade chips, um, including some of the guys we talked about. Malachi Flynn is probably a guy with some worth around the league. We're going to have a top 10 pick to trade if we want. Um, and, yeah, if we do end up using the pick, there are a lot of guys I like in this draft. I think probably at a later date we'll get more into that. But I mentioned a few of them, um, Kaminga and Mitchell. I think they could be, like, immediate game changers um, as early as next season. Kaminga a little less so, but he has been playing in the G. So, so yeah, um, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be a big one, though. It has to be a big offseason. I don't want to see, you know, status quo. That would kind of be... I don't think that's even. A, I don't think that's a possibility. Like realistically, there's just if they do that, then they they gave up. And I, you know, if we keep Masai, he's yeah. not the kind of guy to just you know this isn't working. Um, but we're very close. You know, like if if we get everybody back, this is pretty close to working. So I think, I think uh, with the team we got now, completely healthy. You know, all the guys back. No one's taking us for granted. And then if you find, if we can find some either young new talent or trade for some established players or a couple more vets, then I think we're, you know, moving back up into the top of the East. Maybe not top, top, but, you know, top three, top four. Yeah, and the East is always relatively wide open, it seems. You know, nobody's too scared of any of those teams at the top. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good level of competition among the top, especially right now. So, we could be up in that uh, the conversation, I think, next year with the uh, the right couple of moves. Yeah, if Masai's staying, it's because he's thinking dynasty. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Like he's not going to stay just to screw around here. No, he wants sure. to make a name for himself. As I was saying before, right? He's not the kind of guy just to do something for the sake of doing it. Yeah, he's doing it to be the best at it. For sure. So yep. Yeah, hopefully, we see that. Uh, Unfortunately, this season is probably a wrap for the Raptors, but that doesn't mean that there's not a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Kieran. As always, it's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. Have a great weekend. You as well, Ben. Uh, same thing, man. Always good to talk to you. Take care. And to everybody out there, thank you for listening in. As always, we love you, B, and have a great weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Mm-hmm.